Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the extended edition of Inside Sources on a Thursday, jam-packed news day here in the state, across the country, and around the world. We're covering it wall to wall here on KSL News Radio, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we covered earlier today the vice president's visit here to the state, uh, his comments from uh, his speech at Merritt Medical, uh, talking about jobs, the economy, energy, and uh, Utah's unique space in all of that. Uh, he also, uh, the vice president also met with uh, leaders from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, M. Russell Ballard, uh, along with uh, uh, several other of the uh, leaders there, talking about religious freedom, faith, family, uh, some of the really critical topics there. We talked to Senator Lee live from Guatemala. Uh, the senior senator was there speaking at a national prayer breakfast in Guatemala and a meeting with the president of Guatemala on asylum issues and immigration issues. So, again, Utah right uh, smack dab in the middle of some very important local, national, and international conversations. Uh, Utah really is poised to be not just the crossroads to the West but crossroads to the world, and we're going to continue to cover that and follow that uh, as we always do here on KSL News Radio and in the pages of the Deseret News. And I wanted to uh, also just remind everyone, if you're just joining us, uh, we've been talking uh, for the last couple of days uh, about an effort uh, to do acts of civility and to use the hashtag acts of civility. Uh, It's in honor of the late Senator John McCain from Arizona. The anniversary of his passing comes up on Sunday and the McCain Institute and Cindy McCain uh, have uh, challenged the nation to do some acts of civility and kindness and to then share them to see if we can't uh, get that to spread a little bit. One of our texters uh, just texted in, uh, today I will spend some time just sitting and visiting with some of our forgotten older generation in a nursing center. They have some amazing stories to tell. Uh, And I love that. Uh, Appreciate that text coming in on our Utah Community Union, uh, (laughs) Utah Community Credit Union text. Text line 57500. So we'll continue to weigh in and, and share some of those as we go through the day. Share with us what you're doing. What's your act of civility for the day today? And uh, see if you can't make a difference out there. I want to shift our attention uh, quickly to the 2020 race, uh, in particular what's going on on the Democratic side of the House as they try to get their nominee uh, to uh, challenge for the presidency. 
Uh, we had Governor Inslee of Washington bowed out. Uh, his campaign never really got off the ground, really struggled. Uh, his major focus was climate change and the environment, and it just never seemed to resonate. Uh, while he did have people who were supportive, and clearly those in the in that movement uh, were very energized by his entering the race, uh, but he was really never able to stretch that, nor did he seem interested in really stretching that. Uh, which goes to the fact from a just from a political consulting standpoint, let's just look at it strategically here for a minute. It is very difficult for one issue candidates for president to really get traction. And I think you're seeing that with some of the other candidates still in the race. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, senator, uh, her candidacy has not gone anywhere. She's very smart, uh, very capable, very talented leader, but she's focused just strictly on women's issues. Uh, and while I fully support those conversations, uh, having it as the sole issue of your campaign makes it really hard to stretch the brand. And that's the task for anyone running for president. You know who your core is, but the core is already on board. So how do you create space for those who you might be able to influence or that you might be able to attract? And that's the test for candidates. Governor Inslee proved that he just didn't have any influence or power beyond his core base in the climate change community uh, and just was never able to parlay that into anything else. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand's got some tough weeks ahead. She has to be able to uh, shift gears a little bit. She's not going to be on the stage in the middle of uh, September for that debate. Hasn't qualified there. And again, as a one-issue candidate, uh, can can she really do that? A really interesting uh, subplot today that a lot of people didn't notice, and that was uh, Senator Cory Booker immediately adopted some of Governor Inslee's uh, components to his uh, energy initiative and, and uh, energy independence and green energy uh, and a lot of those things. So he folded those into his campaign. Uh, in other words, he was signaling to those who are a little dejected today that Governor Inslee is out of the race, saying, hey, the water's good over here. Come come join me. I've got, I've got your back. I've got your issue as part of mine, and I've got other issues too. Uh, come join us. And that's the test. Often the test in these large fields, uh, when you have 9, 10, 12, 24 candidates, uh, a, lot of the, a lot of times the key is to be everybody's second choice. So you may not be the number one choice of a Governor Inslee, but could you be the number two so that when Governor Inslee drops out, as he did last night, where are those people going to go? And with such a large field, it is going to continue to be very fluid because as some of these lesser candidates drop out, you may say, oh, well, you know, Hickenlooper who or Inslee who? Uh, They never did anything, but they've got a base of support that got them into the race. And if you're a, a low to mid-tier candidate and suddenly you could scoop up the supporters of one, two, three other candidates, suddenly you're in the game. Uh, and so being everyone's favorite number two choice is an important tactical strategy from a campaign standpoint. And so you saw Senator Booker do that today. Immediately, he picked up the banner there from uh, Governor Inslee on climate change and becoming energy independent, uh, signaling to all of those supporters who are really sad and dejected today that their candidate's out, saying, hey, come follow, come follow over here. This, here's a space for you.
March under this flag. We we got your back. So anyway, that's going to continue to be an interesting thing uh, as we move forward. Uh, also, some interesting things uh, going on. You've you've got uh, Joe Walsh, a former House member, uh, who is uh, signaling, uh, reported in the Hill today, that he is strongly considering a primary challenge uh, to President Donald Trump on the Republican side. So that makes two people now who are seriously considering a challenge against the sitting president. So you've got a former representative, uh, Joe Walsh. He was a Republican from Illinois. And then you also have a former governor, former representative, Mark Sanford, uh, also making overtures that he's thinking very highly, very uh, significantly about jumping into that race, uh, recognizing that the odds are very long. Uh, but is there a debate to be had? Is there a conversation with the country that is worth engaging in? Uh, as you roll into that, knowing the the vast resources and attention that a sitting president always has. Uh, but again, always interesting to see the intra-party battles. And uh, again, Joe Walsh signaling that he's really thinking about it. He's uh, given a deep dive consideration to running and challenging the president for the top spot on the Republican ticket. Uh, so those are going to be interesting things to watch and monitor. Uh, I think both uh, Representative Walsh, who I know less, uh, and then uh, Mark Sanford, uh, who has a very strong economic message around debt and the deficit, uh, deficit spending. Uh, again, can they be beyond a one-issue candidate? And can they create any kind of conversation that's interesting uh, on the Republican side? So we'll continue to monitor all of those things as we look at 2020. Uh also interesting, uh, Andrew Yang has had a, a little bit of juice lately on the Democratic side. He's sort of an unknown, but he's hanging around. He'll be on the debate stage. And he threw out a very interesting proposal about blockchain voting. Uh, we think that's worth considering. So we're going to be joined next by Neil Bly, uh, owner of Friendless, and he's going to break down what that could possibly mean, security concerns, tampering concerns and ethical concerns. So stay with us. We're going to continue our conversation on that as we continue to roll through an extended edition of Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 